Hey everybody, we are back once again, back together. Uh, my name is Alex Warren. I am back from my vacation. I'm joined as always by my wonderful co-host Ben Gosshorn. What's up? Not too much. Glad to have you back. It was uh, an interesting week of podcasting by myself in, in some ways. I uh, I both kind of enjoyed it and it was terrifying all at once. It was I an yeah interesting I week. I've done a couple episodes by myself. I hate doing it. It's always really awkward. Um, yeah, it's just like you really. <laughs> I, I learned that you definitely need like a outline to discuss things. If not, you're just <laughs> going to be like uhs and oohs and hmms and yeah, but. <laughs> It, it was it was interesting. I got to kind of learn on the fly, I guess, and try to make it work. But um, but yeah, it was uh, an interesting an interesting week without you, of course. And then the uh, the Hartford game was um, less <laughs> wasn't as interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was far less interesting. That's, which is, I guess, is in some ways a good thing, but maybe not overall a great thing. But um, yeah, what were your thoughts? I guess kind of going into the game. Um, and, and then going the how the game progressed. I don't know. I felt like there was a lot of like a weird pressure about this game. Um, mm. And I haven't, I didn't even get a chance to listen to the episode that you did. So I, w- I was really interesting to, interested in knowing like if the supporters for Hartford were feeling any pressure because they yeah. were like, I mean, essentially it was two of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference meeting. It was like, yeah. But it felt like a high stakes game because of that, like, because like <laughs> yeah. nobody wants to lose to a team who hasn't won a game yet. And on the other side, like, you don't want to lose your first home game after, like, seven games on the road. Saying, okay, well, you know, if we can just get a home game, you know, we'll win that. We'll win then. So it was like, it was just like a weird, yep. a weirdly high stakes game for two cellar dwellers <laughs> in the Eastern Conference right now. Um, yeah. And like to be honest, it it kind of looked like it at times. Like it was kind of a boring game, uh, but then there were also some just like comical errors by both teams. Like the 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 first goal that we scored was an embarrassing error by the part of really both goals were kind of embarrassing errors by the defenders. Um, mm. Both center backs just uh, lost track of the ball in the air. I think I think really the our goal was more of losing the the guy lost track of the ball because um, he just misjudged it and it went right over his head and then I think Tico just yeah. just fell asleep to be honest on our goal or on on their goal um, and then when he did wake up it was it was far too late uh, because it was one of those where like it looked like um, like a messed up offside trap kind of because there the guy had mm. so much space. Um, I, I was like, somebody just didn't step at the right time. Um, because mm-hmm. this guy's like 10 yards between the last defender and the guy, you know, attacking the, the, the long ball. Um, but then you watch the, watch it again on the replay and it was just, uh, just Tico, Tico was just kind of asleep. Um, yeah. which has happened was... to us a couple of times. It's, it's kind of concerning. Um, mm-hmm. But I think yeah, specifically the goal we let up, like it was yeah, especially with him, like that player too, like he's a big, not quick player, to put it simply. Not not to say, I mean, he put the ball on frame and everything, but he's he's not gonna blaze past a lot of players, I don't think. And no, he wasn't. To lose him on the pitch was kind of. <laughs> 
yeah. concerning in, in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, Anderson did his damnedest to try to stop it, but I mean, whew, it's a good yeah. thing he didn't try to get too much in the way of that because that could have been yeah. And then Anderson Anderson had a had a bit of a uh, bad game as well, to be honest. Probably his worst yeah. performance so far in his very young career. Um, just a lot of mistakes um, coming off his line and not getting the ball clear. There was one where he passed the ball directly to the Hartford player, and then he made it a decent save on the shot. Um, mm. I think it was like the save of the game, too, at the end. They showed it, and I was like, yeah, but they didn't show him. Like, literally kick the ball right to him two seconds before the shot um yeah but it you know i mean there was that one pretty darn good save he had the the kind of diving one um that was on the highlight reel but really it was (laughs) the i swear i'm so glad that the the save that was almost like the pickford i think it was pickford who like didn't knock it over the goal oh well it was after i I had flashbacks to last season to Andrew Dykstra oh. against NCFC, it was almost oh, a, it was yeah. almost exactly like that. Where uh, in the in this case, he was able to get it over the bar, uh, but Andrew mm-hmm. Dykstra un- hit it off the bar and it rebounded straight to the NCFC player last yeah. year. Um, yeah, but that was just because the way the Hartford Athletic guy hit it. Th- there's no way that he intended to do that. Like he whiffed on that drastically. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is that, that. I was like, that's embarrassing. And then I was like, oh God, this is about to get more embarrassing. Yeah. Well, and, I think at one point, oh. I don't know if it was right after that play or not, but Mike Watts was like, this is just a comedy of errors right now. And, and I was like, he pretty much summed up the, the game perfectly. Like it was really both teams um, just making mistake after mistake and neither team being able to capitalize on the mistakes. Um, that was really what yeah, it came it was, down to. It was like both teams probably could have given up three more, you know, three more goals than they did, but neither neither attack could take advantage of the mistakes. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just, it, it, uh, it, it was not a pretty game for sure. No, and it was so interesting because going into this, I honestly was, I would have leaned towards the thought that it would have been like a three-three slugfest or like a two-two slugfest. Yeah, I like thought this. One, I, one, I definitely thought there were going like, to be uh, goals in the game. Like these are two teams with like the worst defensive records. Um, yeah, and like we saw why, but neither attack could really punish the defense. I mean, they were starting a player at right back, who the announcers would not let us forget was a forward. Oh yeah, who had never played right back, Ugh. who had signed like this week, um, and we just couldn't take advantage of it, uh, despite. You know, yeah. usually we want to attack through our left side, but we didn't. Um, we weren't mm-hmm. able to really, um, other than the yeah, goal. I think, it, but the goal was just it was, a, it was just a cutback. Yeah, it was, and it was interesting too because after the <coughs> the game plan that I think worked really well against the Rowdies to just kind of absorb pressure and and then work on the the break. Of course, we did get the goal on the break, which. Really was fantastic, all things considered. Because really, I mean, how many of the, how many strikers were just gonna rifle that shot in? And and based on the angle, I think it was the smart decision not to take it. But I mean, hats off to Mansali for being in the right position too to to give him that outlet too. Because I mean, 
Oduro could have easily taken that shot, and that mm-hmm. would have just been that. Um, not that he wouldn't have made it necessarily, but um, I think it was it was good to see that work. I, I really have liked Oduro the last couple of games. I think he's starting to. I, I don't know if it's more he's starting to gain form or we're starting to play to his strengths or maybe both. Um, but but I think he's he's kind of shown his strengths here recently. Um, but it, it really was a. It was interesting too because the, as the game progressed, we didn't really seem to go on the front foot like we did with the rowdies, where like we were like we're on the road, we got a one-one score line, but we're gonna we're gonna put some guys forward and get in some dangerous positions. We just never seemed to do that. It was it was really yeah. interesting. Um, I mean, even when we brought out, brought Enzo on, I think Enzo came on for Dom and. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Zane came in for Mensale. Just didn't really seem to do anything to kind of just jumpstart the offense, um, which I was kind of surprised to see because it worked really well. I, I thought at least against the Rowdies to kind of change things up and and get things going. Um, what did you think as far as the game plan goes and how it, it kind of just stayed the same? Do you think yeah, that was so the, the, the mentality or just kind of the course of the game? I don't really know what it was because I thought up until we gave up the goal, I thought we looked really sharp, especially going forward. Mm. Um, we scored yeah. we scored the goal, and then Jorge had a shot um, that, quite honestly, like the, you, mm. he probably scores more often than not. I mean, it was a pretty good, pretty well worked um, move where he got a shot. I think right around the penalty spot, or maybe it was a little bit further back, um, and he just put it put it a little wide. He did, didn't get enough curl on it. Um, yep. But really, after that moment, um, I felt like we were just not aggressive enough after that. Um, mm. And and then, obviously, gave up the goal, and we just never re- we never really responded after we gave up the goal. Um, I think we really failed to control the game. Uh, that was my big disappointment, was we yeah. never, we never, uh, 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 until the second half, we never really took control of the game from a possession standpoint or from an, from a, um, just like an aggressive attacking standpoint. Mm -hmm. We had five shots in the first half. Um, and we technically, or maybe was it five? No, I don't think, I don't even think it was five. It was five in the second half. So three in the first half. Um, and one of them was from like 40 yards, which, that one was kind of infuriating, to be honest. That was one. That was the one that Taku took. Oh yeah. When we finally did it. get some possession after after Hartford really put us under pressure uh, for for quite a while, we finally got some possession. We finally had some nice build up, and for whatever reason, Taku decided to shoot from 35, 40 yards away. Um, mm. I mean, that's that was just a ridiculous shot to take. Um, and, and, and just kind of gave them the ball right back. <coughs> and then we only took five, five shots in the second half. Um, they only took four, so that shows you how, you know, it just really, there just really wasn't a whole lot happening in the, uh, yeah. in the second half of the game. But it was just disappointing to, um, you know, our friend, friend of the show, Jason, was, was showing that Hartford was averaging giving up 
I think eight shots on target per game and like 17 shots per game total. And we only took mm. eight shots total and only put one of them on target. And that was in the third minute and it was a goal. Um, it was yeah. just, so that from that aspect, it was just so disappointing. And I don't know if that was a mentality thing or if it was just a um, lack of cohesive uh, playing in the middle of the field. Like Taku and Maria were particularly, um, or they don't they don't really fit well together because they essentially do the same thing. Um, yeah, Maria's a little bit more mobile, but not by a ton. Uh, but neither offers a ton going forward. Neither offers a ton in defense, um, and neither one is a like a supreme passer. Um, you know, in the way that you need somebody in the middle of the field to be if you're going to play the the way we were trying to play um like we, we we were just desperately crying out for somebody who could hit a long diagonal pass into the channels um behind their their outside backs and nobody could do it um mm-hmm. because they're there that that guy who was playing right back was just begging to have balls played in behind him um he, he just looked a little bit lost at times but we had nobody that could Play the pass. There were plenty of opportunities for Mensali and uh, Gutman and even Oduro at times to be in that space and make that run. We just didn't have anybody who could get him the ball. Um, yeah. And so maybe if if a guy like Mark Hill is fit and able to play, maybe it's a different story. Or maybe we don't even have that player on the roster. Uh, maybe that's the bigger concern. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I think you, you brought up a good point, and I think. I I wonder which player we missed more being Hill or George, but mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I'd really say both, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but I think the biggest thing we missed in the midfield, maybe even more than the, the creativity to get the ball out wide or that type of thing was just a player that was going to put pressure on Hartford. I, I think that was the, the kind of the weirdest thing that I noticed is we just weren't, nobody seemed to be willing to like, okay, they've got the ball at the top of the box, or they're progressing towards the top of the box. Let's put pressure on him and, and make him uh, lose possession or make him think and, and then get on the you know, on the counter. We just kind of seem to play a much deeper line, I guess. Um, it, it was. I, I think this was a game that things would have been much different with, with Kivon. Um, and even, I think even in some ways, Mark Hill, too, uh, put either one of those players in for... Um, for Taku, I would assume, and, and I think things are going to be a lot different. Um, because, like you said, I think Taku and Maria kind of just do the same thing, or, or either one. I think together there isn't a strong defensive presence that's going to be the the center defensive mid that's going to be um, anchoring the back line and keeping yeah. them in line when one of the other players is moving forward. Um, so that was, that was a little bit, a little bit disappointing to see, but I, I guess, I mean, we, we do, I believe that Kevon has been injured um, for a couple weeks now. So I guess that is kind of contributing to that. So hopefully he will be back soon. That, that's, that's the hope I assume. But um what did you uh, – anything else that kind of stood out from this game or, or things that – I know that's kind of hard to to pull from, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think 
the the lack of presence in like the middle of the field as well as not really being able to be effective on the wings kind of left us mm. with nothing to do but pass the ball around the perimeter um, and that's what we did we passed the ball when we did I mean we dominated possession the second half I think it was 50-50 going into halftime and it ended up being 58 to 41 um, mm. so we controlled the ball but we just didn't really ever do anything with it we never really threatened um, it was a lot of passing side to side slowly across the field um, yeah and and when Enzo came on, you saw a few more guys breaking the lines. Um, Enzo created that chance. Um, there was there was one moment late in the game where it seemed like we were about to break through for a shot on goal, and just I still couldn't tell you who who it was because the camera was uh, far away, and you know it was hard to tell who had the ball. It was either Taku or um, Maria won. Who, they were had the ball driving towards the goal, and either Enzo or Oduro was begging to be slipped through, and they just didn't pass it soon enough and got it taken away. Um, but it, there was just a lack of verticality, a lack of um, really anything going through the middle, and that was that was kind of where we dropped the points, essentially, in my opinion. Hmm. Hmm. Do you think this was an oper- a, a chance or a, a match that we dropped points rather than, I guess, gained a point in some ways? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you can look at the Tampa Bay game as a point earned, as a point won, and this mm. one as points dropped. Um, yeah. And I, and, I, and I understand that we are at the bottom of the table just the, right beside Hartford. Uh, so it's, it's not – it's um, maybe it's – a little bit biased to say that. Uh, but I think yeah. with the, with the expectations, with the talent level of this team, especially mm. in, in the front, um, you have to look at that as points dropped and not a point earned. Yeah. Yeah. I, because I think... it wasn't like Hartford played our, a blinding game um, and played well above their level or anything. I just think mm-hmm. we failed to take advantage of their weaknesses um, big time. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I mean, something that I had noticed before. I, I don't, I don't remember the exact <laughs> stat, but it, it seemed um, apparent based on stats that Hartford just hasn't had a lot of opportunities this year, uh, as far as on goal creating chances, things of that nature, and really they had far more chances than we had um, by by a good margin, I would think, as far as threatening chances go. So that's that's one major area of concern. I mean, of course, you don't want to see that goal go in like it did because it's a, a lapse on the defensive line, unfortunately, or the back line, I should say. But um, I, I think it's even more concerning that we really weren't able to create consistent, threatening opportunities, or really many at all, against a mat against a team that's given up multiple goals in almost every game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I completely agree. Game, but yeah, I think, and I, I just wonder, I mean, I guess the factors you could kind of play into it is that, I mean, there was 11,000 fans in the stands. So you wonder if that may, maybe had a, was a factor in it. Cause I mean, I'm feel pretty confident that was the largest <laughs> crowd they've played against this year um, by a lot. 
actually, um, even if you compare it to Tampa Bay. Um, but, yeah, it's just – I mean, it's at this point where you, you almost wonder what's more concerning, the, the defense or the offense. And huh. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's tough. I know this – I'm supposed to be the optimist here, but it's just – you you really would have if we would have played a three three draw two two draw, I, I would have felt a lot better about this, given more goals would have been scored for us, and by default more than likely we would have had more opportunities. But it just kind of felt like there wasn't a sense of urgency to to go out there and get three points against a team that hasn't gotten a single point all year. Yeah, they were um, a little. It, they, they, it was a little flat um, in terms of emotion. Yeah. Um, but the, I mean, the execution just wasn't there. I mean, if you just look at our second half shot chart, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost embarrassing that we had as much possession as we had. And the shots that we were able to create were, uh, two Hugh Roberts headers off of corner kicks and a Steven Tico shot off of a corner. Those are our three mm. shots in the box in the second half. And then you have. Mm. A blocked shot from 25, 30 yards away by um, by Gutman, and then you have a Maria shot from outside of the box as well, um, off target. I mean, that's just that's not going to get it done against anybody. Clearly, I mean that that, that wouldn't get it done against League One, PDL, or what? Are they, what? Not, not PDL, League Two, League One, League Two, yeah. two whatever, MPSL you've got to create chances with your attacking players. Um, yeah. Set pieces are great. It's fun to get a set, to, to nab a set piece goal every now and then. But if our three best chances in the second half are off of corner kicks with our center backs, um, then we're not doing our job as an attacking team. And we have too much attacking talent for those to be our best chances in a game. Mm. So, Yeah. I can I can definitely agree. So, do you think this is a situation where we're going to see rotation um, as far as bringing new players in, or is this just going to be a kind of stick with what we've got and or what we've been using and and try to get the most out of that in the long term? Uh, what do you think the strategy is going to be moving well, forward? Well, I assume we were missing several guys due to injury because we still didn't have a full eighteen. Um, mm. you know, the guys we've already mentioned, Mark Hill and, and Kevon George are two starting caliber players who were out injured. Nikki Jackson yeah. has proven himself to be a starting caliber player, um, when he's been healthy with, mm. for the independence. And I, and I really want to see that because when we have looked our best, it's been with Nikki Jackson on the field. Um, yeah. and I think because he gives us an outlet through the middle of the field that sometimes we don't have, like we didn't have, um, on Saturday because I mean, Jorge and uh, Odura are great players in their own right, but they're not going to give you that physical outlet that Nikki Jackson gives you yeah. where if you're in trouble, you can put the ball on Nikki's head and he can, you know, get you out of danger if you're a center back or a, the goalkeeper in trouble. Whereas if you're in that situation, um, you're not going to, you know, those guys aren't going to be winning a lot of headers in traffic um and keeping the ball so that that's one missing aspect i think um but also nicky jackson has shown that he's 
not afraid to take shots or to um, just combine with guys in and around the box to create chances. Mm. And we just didn't, there wasn't a lot of aggressiveness in terms of creating chances um, with, with good combination around the box. So if we can get those guys healthy, I think we'll see a better version of our team. And, and to be quite honest, I think Enzo, I'd like to see Enzo get back into the starting lineup because I think he's, he's a key player for us. If he can get going, if he can find his uh, rhythm and find where he fits on the field, I think that opens up everything else for us. Um, and so like, I understand you got, I understand rotation and keeping guys fresh. Uh, so I have no problem with Enzo coming off the bench every once in a while. Um, it was a little weird. I I thought this, I thought, I thought coach waited a little bit too long to go to the substitutes. Um, cause we were struggling to create anything in the second half. So, and he still only used two substitutes. So uh, a guy like Jake Ehrman, who has had his moments this season, um, I feel yeah. like he could have been useful um, down that left flank for sure, or through the middle even, <coughs> because he would at least give you somebody who will combine with Gutman or with you know whoever, and and at least press the back line offensively. Um, but yeah, I you know I think we'll probably see some rotation this next game simply because some guys will be healthy hopefully. Um, we saw Aaron Mond be back in the 18 for the first time. You might get, we might get a debut mm-hmm. from uh, Hassan Indom, who is on loan for the rest of the season from FC Cincinnati. Uh, most of you know him yeah. as the former Red Bulls player, huge guy. I think he's six four, six five. Um, yeah, six four. Real strong, talent, uh, good in the air, and and will be interesting to see how he pairs with. Um, you know, whoever they pair him with, probably Hugh Roberts. Yeah. So do you see him as a player that's going to fit right into the the, the starting lineup? Because I, I definitely do. I mean, it's <coughs> solely based on the fact that he has proven to be a starter consistently on this level, and he, he's come, coming on loan. So, I mean, you, you figure he's he's wanting to get some time, or, or Cincinnati's wanting to get him some time. But um, yeah. do you see him as a uh, an instant start? I – um. I don't know how instant it is, but yeah, I, I definitely think he could be the long-term answer for us at center back to partner mm. uh, because he's not only has he proven to be starting caliber in this league, but he's played in a pressing frantic system before that coach True, McGinnis yeah. is trying to implement, you know, with Red Bull, they play a really high line. They ask their center backs to win everything in the air and to um, win a lot of one-on-ones and, and, and to be the, the aggressor. And that's something that <coughs> I think uh, the independents are asking their center backs to do as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think he could be um, a long-term starter for us for this season. So I'm definitely excited about his addition. Um, but I think I'm just glad to have another option back there uh, because – yeah. What we've seen from some of the other guys just has not been great, uh, not been consistent, that's for sure. So he could provide some consistency back there if he can you know, get up to speed and get up to the talent that we've seen him use with Red Bull because he was a really good player for, for the Red Bulls last year and year before. Yeah, I think he'll be 
basically just going to echo what you said, but I think he'll be an instant start, and I think he'll be <coughs> really a, a, a good impact player for for us because, I mean, just looking at his stats from last year, I mean, he won 73% of his tackles and, and 69% of his aerial duels. That's that's something that's going to be a, a nice addition, really. And um, I think, assuming he pairs with Roberts, which I think is a pretty – easy assumption. I, I think they're going to be a really good pair, to be honest with you. Yeah, we're not going to um, get a lot of guys winning comparable. winning a lot of aerial duels against that that those two, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Um, yeah. So that could um, that could be a serious strength. Um, I, I hope they pair well together uh, because I think Hugh has been playing better as of late. I think he's starting mm-hmm. to settle in with the system. Um, you know, he's got a good knack for making an aggressive tackle which i like and that's something we need because the way we're trying to play we're trying to win the back win the ball back quickly when we when we lose it and our you know we're susceptible to counterattacks so if a center back can break up a potential counterattack quickly uh rather than you know give up and have to run 50 yards and and scramble that way that's that's perfect for the way we want to play so if we can get two guys to do that and get on the same page, then I think we'll we'll see the defense um, really improve, and then we can worry about figuring out the offense. Yeah, I think it'll be. I'm definitely excited to see him uh, come into the come into the club, and and really the good thing too is I, I mean barring any uh, unforeseen circumstances, I think he'll be here for a good little bit because they do seem to have a lot of. Uh, Center backs. Yeah, they have way too many center backs at Cincinnati, and and too many defensive midfielders too. Um, Yeah, but so you know, it sounds like their their loss is our gain in this case, though, Uh, because you don't. I feel like Indom is a um, he's he's a step above the quality that you usually get. I think on loan in these types of situations, usually you get attackers who are probably never going to see the field in MLS. Um, mm-hmm. and who maybe aren't starting caliber players in, at U, at the USL level. Um, but it seems like both both loanees we've gotten in seem to be uh, high-quality players for this level in Nicky mm-hmm. Jackson and, and Dom. So um, that's, that's encouraging, definitely, considering some of the um, past experiences we've had with um, MLS loanees not being up, yeah. to, up to par, really, with even USL level. So yeah, that's and I think it's even it's something worth noting that I mean obviously this season has not started out the way anyone would have wanted it to, and there's been some problems, but we've had struggles scoring or fitting our offensive players into a, a true center forward position. We got Nicky Jackson. Um, my wish came true, I guess you could say, and then your desire of having a uh, another center back, we got that too. Yeah, um, and now we have some a... flexibility too. Yeah, you could see we'll just... us. You know, you could see Coach McGinnis um, play around with the tactics if he wanted to, um, mm-hmm. and and play around with the shape a little bit because we have the bodies now to, if he wanted to go to a five-three-two or something um, to try to shake things up, we we can do that now because we have we have three healthy center backs, which we couldn't say a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, now it seems like Aaron Mond is back kind of in training and back in um, available. So now we have four healthy center backs, which 
um, that's never anything to complain about. Yeah, we have. Uh, it, it's weird that we have depth now in some ways. Um, yeah, we've needed it. The only place we don't have depth really is in the center of midfield, um, and that's just because we had two guys get injured at the same time who played the same position. So um, that's a, that's an area of the field that we've really struggled with all season, I think, um, due to injury, uh, international duty, and then just lack of chemistry um, and, and, and cohesiveness because we just haven't found really a pair that fits all that well together. I think George and George and Maria or Mark Hill and George – or even like a three of George Hill and Maria could work really well um, mm. together. So hopefully those guys can get healthy quickly and we can see that um, on the field sooner rather than later. Yep. I can definitely agree with that. But uh, All right. yeah, do you want to go ahead and put a bow on the game? Yeah, that, I, yeah. I think that puts a bow on it and we can get to some questions. Cool. So our first question is off of a tweet you did the other day. Um, with your preferred starting 11, Matt asked, do you think you could discuss this on Talking Jacks? I'd like to hear the reasons behind your selections and what Alex would come up with for his ideal starting 11. So mm. for those of you who haven't seen the tweet, I'll read out Ben's ideal starting 11. This is in a 4-4-2 formation from back to front, left to right, is Andrew Gutman, Hassan Indom, Hugh Roberts, Joel Johnson, uh, Brandon Miller in goal, uh, Mikel Maria, Kevon George in the midfield, and then across the front four, we've got Zion Jones, Nikki Jackson up top, Enzo Martinez up top with Nikki and Alex Martinez on the right. So what are what are your, some of your reasons behind that choice? Yeah, I mean, I, I really do think that Maria coupling with George will be a, a good – for for what we want to do and have players join the attack, I think Maria, when he can get forward, we still haven't seen him quite been able to do that because he's been playing more the uh, the holding midfielder role. And I'm curious to see what he can do there because he does seem to have some pace. I don't think we've quite seen that yet, but based on videos I've seen, um, he, he's not a slow player. Um, he's got some good quickness. So I, I think that'll be something that can kind of unlock that talent with him being alongside George um, and really, I, I really want to see more Jones. I mean, we've obviously seen him in very small portions, um, but I think he can, he can really help as well with the, with the, with a pace on the, on the left side um, to really just to provide some offensive creativity too, which we've been lacking. I, I think that'll be, something I'd be curious to see more on the field. Um, I mean, Nikki Jackson and Nikki Jackson and Enzo, I think are kind of just a, an, an obvious answer. Um, but really I think Alex on the right side has been one of our most consistent players this year, I would think, or, or one of the, one of the better ones I would say. Um, and having him beside Enzo, I, th- I think is, is almost a no brainer in that way. Um, I think you could somewhat, flip Alex for Oduro but the the only thing about that is Alex coming back defensively to help with Joel I, I think is the, the more pressing need than having a, yet another um attacker there um but yeah I think that's that's why I would choose that starting 11 yeah I um I would only have a couple of changes from yours mm-hmm. um 
if we're going to assume that we were going to stick with this 4-4-2 formation, um, I would want to see, rather than Zion Jones on the left, I would rather see Alex out there on the left. Um, mm. Put him back in more of his natural position, which is cutting inside from the left, which gives Andrew Grootman more to play off with and combine with getting forward on the left. Um, I would take out Maria and put in Mark Hill. Um, I think, I think Mark Hill is a better passer. I think he's a better, um, just a little bit more technical at least. And I haven't seen a lot of Maria. So that's, that's my, um, a little bit of personal bias there just because I've only seen him play one full game and then seen it highlights. Um, so Mm. I'll, you know, maybe Maria is better suited for that. I just haven't seen a lot of him yet. Uh, but I think we need somebody who can stretch the field um, both vertically and horizontally with passes. And I think Mark Hill gives us that a little bit. Um, and then since Alex is, I moved Alex onto the left, I would put Oduro on the right um, because I think we need somebody who can push the pace vertically. Uh, Nikki Jackson can do that a little bit, but he's also a little bit more of a back, back to goal type of striker. Um, whereas mm-hmm. Oduro is really going to be a threat in behind. Um, kind of how Cordell Cato was for us last season, but even maybe more so. I think he's maybe even a step quicker than, than Cordell Cato and even a little bit better um, at just timing his runs in behind. And then mm. across the back, I would have it be exactly the same. And then Miller and Anderson for me are a toss-up. Um, yeah. I don't think either has really claimed the, the spot um, at number one. <coughs> Both have made um, – some mistakes. Uh, I think Chris Anderson has gotten away with more of his mistakes. Um, Brandon Miller's kind of got punished yeah. early on, and and Curtis has um, both gotten fortunate, and I think kind of wriggled his way out of some jams as well. Um, but then everything else is pretty much the same, and that way you have, to me, you have really talented players you can bring off the bench in Jake Airman, Jorge Herrera, um, and. I mean, really, you could Maria's talented. Uh, Mansali, we've seen can be talented. I think Mansali is really more suited yeah. for a bench role in my just be, in my opinion. Um, mm. And Zion Jones, I think in the same way is more suited for a bench role. The only issue with that is I think Zion kind of. Um, I feel like he's just going to be most effective against a tired defense. I can see what you're mm-hmm. saying by having him from the start. Um, he would give you that verticality. He would give you that stretch to run in behind. Um, but that's even so much more effective when the defense is tired and um, a, yeah. a step slower after they've you know, had to worry about Alex and Andrew Gutman um, combining on the left the whole game. And then they get Zion Jones coming at him with you know 15 minutes left and they're tired and they don't want to do it anymore. So those are some of my reasons. Um, I don't know that the 4-4-2 is – really the ideal shape for this team. Um, mm. Personally, I would go with more of a three-man midfield um, because I think that's where we lack a little bit of um, control when we do, when we play this style. But if you can have Enzo drop a little deeper from that 4-4-2 and play more of a false nine or a nine-and-a-half type of role, um, it kind of can help out with that. But... Um, really defensively, I think, is where we struggle in the middle of the field because with just the two bodies, 
um, we can sometimes get overrun in the midfield. Yeah, I, I can agree with that too. I think, as you kind of said, it, I'll be curious to see how we adjust to having some flexibility in the center back position. I don't know that we'll see a drastic change, but I, I would be interested to see if we may employ a, a three-man back line, kind of like you said, or like or a, or a five-man back line. In that would some be way. interesting as well, I think. Um, okay. And then you could really have Joel Johnson and Gutman be the wings and be and be the width. Yeah. Um, that would definitely be something different to look out for. Give it, give them a different look. Yeah. I, I, I definitely be curious to see that kind of employed now that we've got the, uh, some depth and some toys to work with, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got, we, we've talked about it on the show. We've got more attacking talent than we probably ever had. Mm. Figuring out how it fits together and figuring out the best, players to play together um i think is going to be the biggest challenge and we just and coach mcginnis has not figured out that puzzle just yet yep that is true all right um next question is from our friend wade he asks with the new academy we all be covering all things independence or just the usl championship team um i think we'll try to cover some of that stuff um i know some of it's going to be a lot easier to cover than others. Like if, if the, mm-hmm. if discoveries becomes, um, independence U 23, that's going to be far easier to cover than, um, maybe like the women's, the, the women's league, uh, WPSL. Some of that, some of those scores are hard to come by depending on who's hosting the game and that kind of thing and what their online presence yeah. is. So, We'll do our best to cover that stuff. Um, obviously, the main focus will remain the the USL team, USL championship mm-hmm. team. But um, as they kind of enter the independence sphere, uh, they'll be definitely on our radar for sure. Um, and then we kind of talked about this already, but we can talk about it again if you would like uh, to answer Wade's question, second question. He said, best performance thus far in goal, Curtis or Brandon? So I kind of told you what I think. What do you think so far? I mean, it, it's really tough, and I don't think there's really, a, a, there's not really a wrong or right answer. I think so far. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because I, I may be having personal bias in this, but I really don't think that Brandon Miller deserved to lose his job. Quite frankly, I mean, I I, I see the the need to make a change there in some ways to kind of change shake things up and. Uh, after a couple of weeks of Anderson being uh, with the club, I think that kind of makes sense to do that as well. Um, but I, I would lean towards Miller being my preferred uh, goalkeeper, honestly, because he's made as much as Anderson has made some, some really quality saves. I think Miller's done the same as well. Um, and, and I think, as you said, also, um, Anderson has had some some instances where he gets really aggressive and he's off his line and the goal is wide open. And as much as Miller has maybe done that from time to time, it hasn't been as grave of a uh, a glaring issue, I guess you could say, um, as we've seen a couple times from Anderson. But Anderson has been really good as well. So, I mean, I... It's a toss-up, I honestly think. Um, I, I don't think either one of them has really 
put a lock on the position yet, which is probably good to be honest with you, uh, to have some competition and, and have some, uh, yeah, some back and forth there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my take on it is that I think both, both have had good moments and both have had bad moments. Um, but I think from a results standpoint, Brandon's mistakes have been capitalized on more. Um, just thinking back to week one, getting beat at that near post, um, we ha- Curtis hasn't really had anything like that, and Curtis has had more high-profile saves. Um, obviously, he had the big performance against um, Tampa Bay last week, where he was on the team of the week, and he made, uh, and then he was save of the week the week before that. So, like, he's had more high-profile um, like positives, but I think just mm-hmm. overall, I think neither has really taken ownership of that position um that, that's just my my opinion i think i think we're just waiting for someone to because like you said curtis has definitely had some nervy moments where he has left that goal wide open because he went out and, and aggressive you know i like him being aggressive but if he's going to be aggressive like that and go for every ball in the box and pu- try to punch every ball out he needs to get it clear. He needs to get it from danger. Yeah. Um, but he's not doing that. But it, it hasn't come back to bite him yet. But it's only a matter of time before one of those where he comes to clear it and it doesn't get past, you know, the first man and that man lobs lobs the lobs him and puts it in the net or hits a strike and nobody's there covering him. Um, it's, it's it's bound to happen at, at this quality level. You're not going to get away with that mistake. Um, that many times so stuff like that um i definitely think brandon deserves another chance um i think we'll see i think we'll see some rotation at that position be, be just because neither one of them has really 100 percent owned it um and maybe that's just the way to go maybe you don't need to have you know the same goalkeeper maybe you just go with the hot hand um mm. and, and and we'll just see how that plays out but that's my take on it all right. Um, next question is from Matt, and he says, even though it's a relief that Coach McGinnis has more players to choose from these days, is the a constantly changing group of starters hurting the team's performances? And is it a tactical choice, or do you think he's being forced to swap players for other reasons? Um, I wouldn't think it's a major issue, to be honest with you. I think, I think we may be seeing McGinnis bring more direct type players or more intentional players for how he wants to play um, into the fold as well. I, I think that could be part of the part of the situation too. Um, I, I will be curious to see how all these pieces will fit. Like, like you've kind of said, um, I don't think a four, two or a four, four, two is our optimal uh, formation um, just based on the personnel we do have now. And, and, really how we can unlock the the field and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't think it's a, it may be an, an, an issue, I would think. Um, I, I think it will create competition in, in training and whatnot too, which will really only benefit everybody um, as far as that goes. Yeah, I agree. I think um, competition is good. Rotation is good, especially once we start playing all these games. Um through the summer months where we're going to be playing three games in eight days a lot. Um, it's, it's good to have rotation. Um, 
and it's something we've got like a natural backup at every position now, pretty much mm-hmm. if everyone's healthy, which is not something we could say in the past. Um, yep. So I'm pretty happy with, it's a small squad, um, but I'm pretty happy with where we are at in terms of depth and rotation ability, because I think we've got, I mean, in, in, in years past, I think there was a real big drop off from like player 14 to player 15 on the roster. Whereas now I don't think there's that steep of a drop off. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, obviously you've got the, the hyper talented guys, you know, one through four on the roster who there is a, a larger drop off, but I think, we've narrowed the drop off in the in, later down in the squad. Um, and that should help once we get into these later months where maybe we're playing a team who there is a steep drop off in their depth. Um, and we can take advantage of that. So, mm. um, Jason asked, why was Alex in NYC and why didn't he take me? Um, I don't know. You, you don't really, you don't really seem like the greatest travel partner to be honest, Jason. Um, <laughs> And I was in NYC to celebrate my anniversary with my wife and my birthday, which are exactly a week apart. So that's going to be kind of a thing, I guess, for, for us going forward. So Yeah, I think that would have been a tough thing to, to pass by uh, Erica to bring along uh, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Jason, just in general. No, that, I think that it's okay. You can leave it. We'll leave it in. Um, all right. I think that might be all of the questions. Nope, there's one more. Um, I'm having to go through all the memes. So, uh, <laughs> Richard asks, where are you on the scale of concern for the team now? Ten is panic, fire everyone. Five is I have some concerns. And one, this is great. So where are you at on that scale? Um, I'm honestly probably at a five be honest with you um I, i'm leaning i don't know which way i'm leaning i, I am the epitome of uh, uh I, I the glass is there i just can't tell what it what it is um <laughs> is it beer yeah, or is it water <laughs> strong liquors is what it may be but uh, yeah i don't know it's it's tough because I, I think we still haven't seen the full potential of the squad um for sure and we're bringing in new pieces so i think that's positive i think this upcoming home game is <sighs> it's a must win get... yeah i i, I, think... I, I, I it's a yeah. must win with the schedule yeah. we play we don't play again at home until july after this game and in, in the league i'm i think we'll yeah mm-hmm. i think we do have the we open have cup, the open cup yeah. at home um so I, yeah but after this that's... it's like eight straight it's like seven or eight straight on the road um against some tough opponents um, mm-hmm. i mean every every opponent is going to look tough when you're sitting at the bottom where we are yeah so yeah. um but it, it's just it doesn't get any easier so we've got to take advantage of this home game against a less talented team um mm. because we have more talent than some of the teams we're losing games to um yeah and and at some point that has to matter for something um i i would say i'm a I'm a little bit higher. I'm a six, probably six and a half, oh. maybe. Yeah. On that on that scale, just because we this team has talent. It's got it's got a lot of talent. Um, if you if we had this roster in years past, I feel like um, 
And yeah, granted, the the talent level in the league has gone up every year, so it's hard to really even compare. You know, in, in years past, we wouldn't have been able to afford this level of talent. Um, True. But just from from that standpoint, we've got to start scoring more goals. Um, the The defense is getting better. There's still mistakes, um, sloppy mistakes at times, even, but it's better than it has been. And the offense has just not gotten it together. So get some guys healthy. Maybe I'll get back down on my panic meter. Because um, I think some of it might just be that we um, we started to kind of catch our stride with Nicky Jackson up top, and then he got hurt. Mm. And so we've been trying to figure out what to do ever since. Um, but, but yeah, I, I th- I'm, I'm a little bit higher than you, but not I'm not all the way in panic mode yet. Okay, that's interesting. It's been a, a change of roles for us. No, that's normal. I feel like you're always a little bit more positive than I am. Well, I'm a, I'm at a five though. I feel like that's lower on the scale. That's that was my intention. If, if no, so you, I think you have it flipped then, because it's ten is the highest panic, and one is the lowest. Oh, okay, okay. I missed. So I missed I'm a little that. bit so high. You, you are, but yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But, uh, all right, that makes sense then. <laughs> Ooh, Chris Davis just came in with a last-second question. He said, since you and Chris will be out of state for this home game, are we going to win 4-1 to one or 5-1? to one? <laughs> Hopefully 5-1. to I, one. I, we, haven't, we haven't seen it. Yeah. I haven't seen us score five goals since the St. Louis game, I think, in 2017? Or was that 2018? I don't know. I can't keep him straight. 2017, I think. I think that was, <coughs> was the last time he scored um, five goals. And then, of course, the last yeah, time he scored well, four yeah, goals was FC Cincinnati ago. last year. Yeah, it had to have been two years ago because we. Uh, that's where the last time St. Louis was in the, the conference. Ah, good but, point. Uh, yeah, good point. We didn't play St. Louis I, uh, last year. Yeah. No, I, I was wondering. I was going to bring that up because me and Chris will be out of the state, and uh, it will be a home game. So we'll, we'll, we'll be testing the uh, – it's not five one theory, but it's kind of the five one theory. So uh, it is. The, I mean, we'll it's it It's the big win theory, at least. I hope <laughs> it happens. Go. I'm gonna be there for the first time in a while, um, so yeah. that'll be fun. Hopefully, there's nice weather. Yeah, I, I, it'll be curious. I think I think it may be storming that weekend, but it always who knows. Yeah, I mean, the there's always a chance of storm in May in Charlotte. So, alrighty. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? No, I think that about wraps it up. All right. Hope everybody has a great week. Enjoy um, the hot weather. Enjoy the storms that will definitely come because of the hot weather. And we'll see everybody on Saturday except for Goose because he's not going to be there. But he's going to be out of the state, so we're going to win. Guarantee it right here. <laughs> we'll be back Ooh. with a Talking Jack Extra later this week, I think. And until then, come on, you Jacks. Come on, you Jacks.